0: hello and welcome to the comic wrap-up recorded here at four color Fantasies comic book store in rancho cucamonga california i am your host Michael Maxwell joining me as always, my permanent guest, Mr. Chris Brady, owner of Four Color Fantasies. Hi, everyone.
1: Hello. Wow. Ish. I would have gone with the tenor part of that, you know, and done the whole like <laughs> hello, 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 but yeah, not around. Not no, yet. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like a barbershop quartet with two of us, yeah. <laughs> well,
0: this show where we talk about what's new in the world of comics. Yay. Speaking of which. What's new this week in comics? Uh,
1: Boom Studios: By Night, Number Three; Coda, Number Four; Fence, Number Nine; uh, Beneath Dark Crystal, Number Two; Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, Number Thirty. It's the final of the uh, of the Shattered Grid storyline,
0: where they are going to bring Tommy back. I assume. No, how dare you? Rune World Number Two. I should have read that one today, <laughs> just to be just to spoil it for you. <laughs> um,
1: Steven Universe, Number Nineteen; WWE, Number Twenty. Dark Horse Comics has Incredibles, number two. Um, Ether Copper Golems, number four. Game of Thrones. No, I lied. That's actually later on. Halo Collateral Damage. um, Terminator Sector War, number one. Four-part miniseries. Yusagi Yojimbo, number five. Witchfinder Gates of Heaven, number four. DC Comics has Aquaman, number 39, which is the start of the Sink Atlantis crossover between that and Suicide Squad. Um you have Batgirl number twenty five with a very beautiful art Germ cover for the variant. Batman number six fifty three. Uh Batwoman number eighteen. Uh Cave Carson has an interstellar eye number six. Damage number eight. Green Lantern's number fifty three. Harley Quinn forty eight. Injustice two number thirty-two. Injustice versus the Masters of the Universe number two. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, Justice League number six uh, New Challengers number four. Pearl number one by Bendis. That comes with a variant uh, by uh, Mac. It's so beautiful. God, I love the artwork. I love watercolors. Uh, Scooby Doo, Where Are You 94? Teen Titans Go 29. Wildstorm number 16. Uh, you have Game of Thrones, Clash of Kings number 12. Cre- uh, Jeepers, Creepers number four. Sherlock Holmes, Vanishing Man number four. Um. Let's see. Sorry, I'm going through Sonic the Hedgehog, number eight. Star Trek The Next Generation Terra Incognita, number two. TMNT Bebop Rocksteady Hit the Road, number three. TMNT Urban Legends, number four. Um, And Image Comics, you have Analog, number five. Coyotes, number five. Uh, Crowded, number one. Crude, number five. A lot of five. Evolution number nine, flavor number four, Gideon Falls number six, Grave Digger's Union number nine, Ice Cream Man number six, Mage Hero Denied number eleven, Mage Order number three, Manifest Destiny thirty-six, Proxima Centauri number three, Rumble number six, Skyward number
0: five,
1: Stellar number three, Weatherman number three, Wicked and Divine thirty-eight. From Marvel Comics, you have Astonishing X-Men Annual number one. Cable Deadpool Annual, number one. Deadpool Assassin, number five. (laughs) (laughs) Doctor Strange, number four. Edge of Spider-Geddon, number one. Extermination, number one. That's a crossover um, with the X-Men going on. And it's actually Extermination, number one of five. Hmm. Five. Uh, Guardian. (laughs) That's so bad. I need to stop. Let's see. Uh, Hunt for Wolverine, Claws of the Killer, number four. Infinity Wars, number two, which came with a secret reveal variant cover that nobody knew about, and then suddenly they showed up, and it's like, oh, that's cool. Um, Multiple Nan, number three. Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man, number 308. Star Wars Beckett, one shot. Uh, Star Wars Poe Dameron, number 30. Thor, number four. Uh, Tony Stark Iron Man number three, Weapon H number six, Weapon X 22, and then Archie meets Batman 66 number two. You know, you gotta love it. Baby Teeth number 12, Bartman Spectacularly Super Secret Saga. That's a mouthful. Shut up. I'm trying to bring back the Bartman, are they? Yeah, it's always coming back. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Going down the list here, sorry. Um, trying to see what we have Infinity 8 number 5 told you a lot of fives Um, I'm going to skip all the porn books that are listed (coughs) Lost City Explorers number 3 Marvel Comics Digest number 8 Spider-Man and Venom Um, Ninja K number 10 Revenge of Wonderland which comes out this week from Grim Fairy Tales oh Robotech number twelve. I know a lot of people like Robotech. Uh, street Fighter Summer Sports Special number one. Yeah,
0: so you always well. wanted to see it your might as well be porn. Your favorite Street Fighter characters doing Volition, in bathing suits. Exactly,
1: Volition number one and wrapped up number ten. There you go. That's it. We got a couple of cool stuff. We got a bunch of new Marvel and DC lanyards and buttons that came in. Some vinyl figures, all kinds of good stuff.
0: Sweet. All right. Any uh, any upcoming events?
1: Venom. We have a we have a Venom screening coming up in October, so tickets should be going on on sale here soon, probably towards the end of the month. So give us thirty days to kick that out, and then twenty uh, four hour Comic Book Day, the first Saturday in October, uh, and then Aquaman at the end of the month. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Oh yes, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like it's like all I hear is Kool Aid
1: Man coming through
0: the wall. That's true. That's true. With the new the new trailer, all I can think of is uh, Point Break when he goes diving out of the plane. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's like, oh, that's cool. like, that's cool. Uh, that's cool. All I can I'll think go of with is, that. Point Break was okay. Patrick Swayze, yeah. right? Yeah, it's all good. Which also made me, sit, and I said this on our show. I was like, why was this guy not used for the remake of Point Break yeah. and the Patrick Swayze role? Well,
1: He'd he should have. He would have. Yeah, he would have been perfect. He probably had to cut his hair, and I don't think he'd go
0: for. That. No, no, no. Swayze had the long hair. In did that. he? Yeah, yeah, he did. Didn't it he? was Keanu Reeves that had the short That's hair because he right. was the cop. That's right. All right, yeah, yeah. that worked. But so they just need to re remake Point, Point Break.
1: break. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think he's probably done with water stuff okay. after the after his contract <laughs> for Aquaman's over.
0: Eh, well, to be fair, it doesn't look like they used any real water in it. So eh. <laughs> why bother? And he got CGI. <laughs> Anyway, uh so on the show we've uh, lately we've each been reading a comic, and uh, we kind of chat about it and discuss it, and tell you what we thought. I didn't read that one. So I read um Marvel Star Wars Annual number four, all uh-huh. right, and this was written by Colin Bunn. Oh, hey, I love Colin Bunn. Artists, Ario and Indito. yeah, Rolowashi and Mark Laming. I don't know any of those guys. And lots of other people involved. Uh, so this is uh, it takes place, and I think um, most of the Star Wars stuff is taking place between
1: between uh, New Hope and uh, Empire. And
0: Empire. So this is no different. And actually, there's even a disclaimer in here uh, that says that this annual, the events of this annual, take place before Star Wars number eight. So in even in the in comics, the comic, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I the reason I found this super interesting is we're getting to see a little bit of Luke. A little bit of Vader and a character I'm not familiar with. Uh, this smuggler named Sana Staros. And that is Han Solo's first wife. Is it? Yes. Oh, I believe so. Well then. Um. So essentially, I think so. The way this starts out is she's delivering a product that she acquired. Uh, it's it's a relic. In fact, it's a lightsaber. It's a Jedi relic. It's a Sith lightsaber from uh, Darth. Atreus? Uh, I don't either. I'm not so up on the uh, Star Wars lore, but apparently he used two lightsabers.
1: Dum dum dum. And
0: she drops off the one, and there's this whole thing about there was so much, so much rage channeled through these that people say it's still there. Blah blah blah. And as soon as the guy who's buying it picks it up, of course he starts getting all crazy. He's like, "Where's the other one?" And she's like, playing dumb, like, "What other one?" And then he starts attacking like everybody, including her. She escapes. Then we cut to. The Empire, and uh, they also have acquired one of these lightsabers from her, mind you. So she did know. She just thought she could sell one off to per one person. Make more money. So the guy who's delivering it is expecting the emperor to show up, and he's like, "I'm going to become the emperor's favorite." And it's Vader who gets off the ship, and Vader opens it up. And when he pulls it out, he's like, "Where's the other one?" The guy's like, "What? Huh? Huh?" Gets force choked almost to death, and then. uh, and then Vader, you know, goes on a search. for I'm the about other to borrow
1: one. this and read this because it's, it's sounding good.
0: It's pretty good. It, I'm not going to lie. No, Colin is a good writer. So, so like the you can and you can tell like anybody who's holding one of these, it's influencing them. It's making them ragey. So ragey, yeah. That's a it's a it's a like word. word. <laughs> so then we find Luke. The X-book. Luke is on the same planet that uh, Santa is. Okay. And he they don't say what he's he's been gambling, I guess, to get some money to help the resistance. Um, and this guy's like trying to convince him to stick around. He's like, Hey, bet more. The pod races are happening. It's, it's a nice tie into episode one. Right, two. right. So Luke's looks like, Nope, I'm not going to lose this money. So he starts to leave, but then he starts sensing a presence. And I like the way they describe it in here. Cause it's not like he's not immediately like I sense a disturbance in the force. He's just like, there's, there's something not right. I can't, I can't really focus. And it feels it's like it's like a flood of, black water rushing in it's clouding my senses and then he's like it's almost like it's a disturbance in the force like he comes to that realization so he goes looking for it finds all these dead people uh and finds the saber so he picks it up and he can feel the kind of the rage channeling in and uh which the is empire... never
1: good for skywalker to have in their hands no no
0: it is not uh so the empire shows up looking for her to get the as they start chasing her uh, they, mass, like, they show Vader massacre a bunch of people using his saber and the it's other saber. Almost in
1: every every uh, Star Wars comic book that has Vader in it, he's massacring somebody.
0: They're just trying to show how badass he is. Pretty much. <laughs> um, so then he yeah he goes looking for her. Then um, the stormtroopers stumble across Luke and they see that he has the saber they're looking for. So they're like, give it to me. And then he gets all sort of rage-tastic and kills them with the saber. Um, and he can feel that it's not right.
1: Well, it looks like Kylo Ren's saber
0: almost. Doesn't it? A little mm-hmm. bit. But there's two of them. Um, hmm. So, yeah, and he can even tell. He's like, it was like watching myself, but I wasn't me. Um, but it, the sensation passes. Vader tracks down Sana to a storeroom. She had a bomb set up, and he's a little bit blinded by the, the, the rage of the saber. So she activates it, blows up. That also affects Luke. And he gets separated from R2, who has the money that they came to collect. Uh, She ends up finding it and stealing it and tries to make her way out. While Luke gets separated, he's trying to find his way to the ship. He doesn't know what's happened to R2. And he's running from a bunch of stormtroopers. He stumbles across the pod race. And he's like, I got R2. Meet me at the ship if you can. I've got a really bad idea. And he ends up threatening a pod racer to take his pod. And he's like, I can't can't be too different from flying a speeder, can it? And then as soon as the race starts, he's like, it is very different. <laughs> but uh, R2 ends up getting the the money, the cred stick back um, by greasing the floor. She slips on it and whatever. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Uh, Luke actually starts doing well with his force powers, I guess, in the pod race to the point where um, Vader, when he finally gets out of the uh, explosion, he stumbles across the the pod race that's happening, and they're they're going crazy. They're like, "Oh my god, we've never seen a human go this far!" If he wins, we're gonna <laughs> double the bets. And this it's a great moment because Vader's just watching, and you just see his hand, and the engine explodes on Luke's thing, and it's he's like, "No, no human's gonna beat me at pod racing," because <laughs> they make reference to we've heard about this a long time ago, right, right. And then uh, it's not like Luke like recovers or anything; he just gets out, and then. Um, but as he gets out of the thing and gets to his ship, he realizes, like, he's like, I can't let this thing control me. So he destroys the, the saber, cuts it in half with the saber he has, and then takes off. And then there's this moment where Vader's, like, watching the his X-Wing leave. And, you know, they're having that Force-sensitive thing. And he ends up taking his version of the saber and destroys it as well, crushing it in his hand. And uh, that's pretty much where it is. Oh, no, no. Then they show the smuggler who gets away. And her last comment is there's always somebody who will pay for ancient relics. And they show a mask, another saber, a holocron. Oh, wow. So she's off to go. To sell sell more, some more. More Jedi artifacts. Nice. I'm
1: going to have to read that then.
0: And, uh, yeah, it was really good. Like It kept me going the whole way through. Um, I it was very interesting. And again, it's not something that affects anything else because those sabers are destroyed.
1: Well, and because it's an annuals so they write those so that they're like a one-off
0: story. Mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: but beginning but... in a beginning, middle and an end to them. Yeah.
0: But something that could easily fit right in the canton. Right. Right. Know? So
1: yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Very cool. I read captain America number two, the newest one, uh, by Tanisha goes and uh, Leno Francis, you, um, the artwork, again, one of my favorite artists, so the artwork's beautiful. The writing's been really good on this book. It's, uh, basically it's Steve Rogers trying to prove himself again after him being the face of HYDRA during the invasion. So, you got this, like, a uh, group of soldiers who are, like, you know, going against all the, uh, government because they're like, oh, you didn't protect us, and all this stuff like that. And they're all the if you've ever read um, Ultimate, uh, Ultimate um, Avengers, basically, or Ultimates, mm-hmm. Captain Rogers in there, Steve Rogers in there, had a son. And this is what that character looks like. It's, and, but it's not just him. It's like a bunch of clones of him. Mm-hmm. Right? And so it's kind of interesting. So he's whooping their ass and stuff like that. But it comes out that, you know, basically General Ross and Sharon, who is now in charge of S.H.I.E.L.D., Has basically told him you can't be in the public. Nobody wants you. We don't want you representing us. We don't want you around. People still have a distrust of you because it was a clone, basically, of Steve Rogers. Supposedly, that was you know being the face of Hydra, Uh, but everybody still associates it with him. So they're all like, you know, thanks, son, for your help, but you know, that's General Ross. But you know, go away. You know, and so and throughout the whole book, he's having doubts on whether. You know, Sharon still trusts him and stuff like that. And so, I mean, it's, it's a, the whole book is about building up Steve Rogers back into being Captain America again, you know, instead of everything that all those other horrible writers did to him. So, um, but, you know, it's like, it, it's because the front cover caused a bit of stir amongst retailers and, and, and uh, what are the customers too? Because uh basically has Steve, it's an Alex Ross painting. Steve Rogers holding a flag in his right hand and it's draped on the ground. And people were all having a fit about that. And it's like, you know, even Alex Ross put it up. He's picking the flag up because it's symbolic of how he's picking the flag back up, how he's picking his life back up and represent, you know. And that's that's what it came down to be. And when I saw the cover, I I saw that. I don't know why it it seems like people who didn't read the book might have took it the wrong way or, you know, that kind of thing. I got in a big old argument with a retailer about it because one, they were like going, it was funny because he actually posted, um, can, dear, uh, dear publishers, please don't put gray characters on gray covers. It makes for horrible, uh, visuals. Uh, see, see, uh, IE making comics the Marvel way. Like he was actually trying to tell Alex Ross that he needs to read how to make comics the Marvel way. And it's like, are you, I mean, I even said, oh, please don't give me money. Make horrible covers. I'm all good for that. Because he was like saying it needs to be action themed covers and stuff like that. And so it's like, it just, his whole mentality though was like, you need to have old Jack Kirby type covers. And it's like, no, that doesn't work for the crowds that are now buying covers for covers. You know, they're buying it for pinup art. They're not buying it because it's, Indicative of the story on the inside, you know. And, yeah, and it's just it, again, it goes back to uh, another old school retailer who doesn't get what the market is in front of him, so. changing
0: with the times. So. Yeah, no,
1: I don't want change. So you know, so we all got in a big old argument. They actually had to shut it down because it was getting kind of <laughs> kind of mean. So <laughs> it's always fun when they shut the commenting down. On a, yeah.
0: on a, no, I saw that cover. And it's a it's a good it's strong a cover. Beautiful cover. But, yeah leave it to the internet to and... <laughs>
1: but exactly leave it to the internet to misrepresent something but yeah no it's i'm really 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 enjoying Tashi uh storyline for Captain America so far so if you're looking for something good to read like i said i have i am not been a big marvel fan for the past 3 years and all these new fresh starts have gotten me reading marvel again which is if anybody ever comes to the store knows the shock because you know I love the movies. Yeah. God, the comics have been yeah. shitty. So, yeah. sorry, beepy. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's just been one of those. You need to read these comics. They're they're so
0: good. Yeah. Well, I was uh, I'm glad, I guess. Like I, I wasn't sure how they were going to handle the the Hydra thing. If they were just going to act like it never happened, or if they were going to actually. No, they are addressing it,
1: in it the- and and you know it's it's a redemption story, which yeah. again. Uh, the artwork and the story are so well. It's like, again, all the cylinders are firing. Finally, which after is, years of not
0: as as in poor taste, I think as the Hydra thing was the the idea of a redemption story is definitely not a bad thing because these characters have been around for years, and to have a story arc that kind of reminds you of why that character was who they were is not is definitely not bad if it's done in the right way, you know.
1: Well, that's like, with the, just rehashing well again, that's like with the Well again, and that's like with the Spider Man stories, right? I've fallen off of Spider Man years ago. After the end of Superior Spider Man, I was just like, Okay, God, you're killing me, right? So I you know, I picked up amazing because his new writer, which sad to say, is a writer from the uh Hydra's Cap story. <laughs> but it's him and a an artist that I actually like. And the the story in Spider Man is the Ash Impact fun. Spider-Man that I really loved that I have felt has not been in comics for a long time, and so these these last three issues have been really good.
0: Well, do you think? I mean, you I think you know a lot of people in the comic industry. So, uh with when it comes to writers, do you do they come up with the concept or are they just assigned it depending no. on the publisher? They come
1: up with everything. If, if they have to storyline something out, throw it at the editors. So the editors say, "Oh yeah, that sounds cool. Let me take it up." Stairs and then they get you know so it's not like it's they have to come up with a storyline that intrigues the, the so it's not it's not like
0: up. someone up at the top who's no. just like we need to shake things up a bit no, no, make no. Cap a member of Hydra like no, no, that no, was an no. actual writer that wasn't who, was like, a writer who hey, came up with that idea <laughs> yes
1: because <laughs> like like it goes back to what is it uh, secret evasion from Bendis right Bendis wrote all these clues into secret uh, into uh was it Civil War all that stuff like that and you know how's he wrote into Avengers, all these secrets, all these little secret egg, uh, what is the secret uh, Easter, egg. Easter eggs. And then when he went to present his idea for Secret Invasion and the whole storyline with that, he basically just pulled up the panels on a slideshow and was like, and this is this, this is this, this is this. And then they're like, holy shit, do it, man, that works. So, I mean, he said you can either use it or not. And nobody will be the wiser, you know? And so that was like, you know, that's what made all that stuff so good. Look, see? Ooh. Getting the goosebumps. Yeah. I just Bendis, Bendis, Bendis. So.
0: (laughs) I wonder if he likes Bendis.
1: (laughs) Him and Kirkman are like the two ones that all I can see is, all they need to do is walk up to a microphone and go, Kirkman! And everybody will be like, woo! (laughs) Same thing with Bendis, you know? They don't have to say anything. They just had a panel. All they got to do is go, Bendis! And everybody will be like, yay! So. Sorry, is so that like the new Shazam. It <laughs> is. <laughs> you want a good comic? Bendis! <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awful.
0: <laughs> I just see a, like a secondary comic getting struck by lightning and then <laughs> it great. it's just
1: bendis across the front of it and suddenly it's selling 100,000 copies. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, God, yeah. that made me laugh. <laughs>
0: Anyway. Okay, sorry. <laughs> well, I'm I am glad to hear that uh, that they're heading in a you know direction that uh, is bringing you back. It, it is, and I'm 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 seeing that in actual readership too. So that's a good part. Cool. Well, that's that's going to do it Yay. for us. Um, where can people find out more about Four Color Fantasies comic book store?
1: At www.fourcolorfantasies.com. You can actually go to the website, shop off of it, check out all of our events. Uh, you can link to our Facebook, Twitter,
0: Instagram, all from that point there, too. All that stuff. All right, guys, this has been the comic wrap-up. We will talk to you after the next issue.